This episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod is made possible thanks to Baby B, designed by parents for parents and engineered with feedback from over 10,000 customers. They're designer prams without the designer price tag. Head to babybeeonline.com now to shop award-winning prams that you and your baby will love. Hello and welcome to the Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I am joined by my colleague, Beth. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, put those headphones in, because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, mama. Hello, I'm Christy. And I'm Beck. Hello. We're back for another episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod, chatting all things parenting and baby sleep. How are you, Beck? Have you finally gotten over the flu? It's been a long one for you, this one. It has. It hit every one of my family members. So uh, now we're really like <laughs> man down, man down. Like every day I'd check in with Beck, she's like, we've got another man down. Oh, man. <laughs> like... And in a house full of boys, you're probably dealing with like... Seriously, bring on spring, please. Uh, but, uh, no, no, that's not good for me. I've got a house full of asthmatics. It's, uh, good. it's our birthday though, so it's yeah. great. Well, yeah, yeah, back in our spring babies. <laughs> so you're feeling better. You're a little bit more chirpy, which is good. That's what Yeah. <laughs> I had to tell you and all our midnight mamas out there who have been sending through their TV apps and Netflix recommendations, I got a new one on Foxtel. It is called Based on a True Story, but it's not. It's like a comedy, I guess you would oh. say. It's a weird one because it's, yeah, it's called Based on a True Story, but it's like a true crime. It's got podcasts in it and things like that, but it's, it's like meant to be a comedy, I think. So are you? So it's lighthearted. I am. I think it's just I like the lightheartedness of it because okay. sometimes, you know, you go to bed and you're like mentally exhausted, especially if your kids are <laughs> depending on your kids that day. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I go to bed and I'm like, I just can't do intense right now. I need easy. Yeah. And if you like miss a little bit, it doesn't matter. Because um, it's like you're scrolling a little bit and watching at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's my kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, would recommend it if you – like that lightheartedness and yeah okay yeah good one but yeah today we are chatting with a good friend of mine um and probably if you have followed along on instagram probably a good friend of yours too jules coffee so jules is actually a family friend of ours but jules and i met through actually me having a home visit with her when her middle child was younger so we've become really good family friends and it's it's quite nice my um youngest and her eldest are best friends and yeah, it's quite nice, but we've just finished up working with her third little girl who, yeah, it's a completely different journey to her second. So it's nice to have Jules on today and hopefully we can take you a bit of a insight into how she's navigated the third time round and sleep training mm-hmm. again with completely different children. And yeah, and it being that little bit older with Cedar as well. Yeah, big difference um, with a six-month-old versus like, yeah, like 18 months nearly. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But we're going to dive in and have a little chat to Jules. Hi, Jules. No. It's afternoon. It is afternoon. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> school holidays days go really quick. Yeah. 
So a lot of our listeners probably know you, Jules, from your Instagram account, Jules Coffee, uh, which you, I guess, you started, it used to be New Mum's The Word. You started that when you had your first daughter, so like eight years ago or, you know, a bit under eight years ago, created your little mum community for all the new mums out there. And then, yeah, they've all sort of watched your girls grow and just been on the sidelines throughout that parenting journey. As have I. And then, like, obviously, we have become, you know, family friends. And I'm sure some of our audience would have actually seen, like, we go on a lot of holidays together. We live literally two or three streets apart, <laughs> neighbours. But I guess a little bit of a backstory. You reach out to us when your first born, oh, second born, sorry, Hadley was about six months. And that's how we became friends. That's so how I met you. Yeah. No, no, no. Went to the house. Yeah. We did. We did. And since then, obviously, you've gone on and had your third cedar, which has been, yeah, we've all followed along with that journey. From here, though, in the last few months, a lot of your audience would have probably noticed you've taken a little bit of step back from the social scene because, yes. as we all know, it can become a lot. Like, it is a lot. And even if it is just posting pictures and things like that. When you get an audience to the size that you did, it does become a full-time job. And I think not only like the demands of it with having three kids and whatnot and life in general, it's just, it's overwhelming at times. So I think it's nice to take that step back, but you also had to focus on your new baby, your, not Cedar, your fourth child. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Beck, but Jules has released these amazing birth and pregnancy planners. I have. They look divine. If anyone listening has a friend who is pregnant or they're thinking of having another baby themselves, Jules's planner, honestly, Your Mindful Mama is the page and we'll pop that in the show notes. Did you want to fill our audience in a little bit? Just give us a rundown of your planner. Yeah. So just quickly, I've been really focusing on this because I feel so passionate about it. Being a birth doula, I found that I couldn't kind of see as many clients as I wanted to. And I wish I had something for all pregnant women to give them this resource that had everything all in one. So pretty much like a pregnancy, birth encyclopedia as such. So it's all you need. Um, yeah, so I created that. And yeah, it's going really well. And we're launching some really beautiful new products to add to the planner, which is exciting. But yeah, just been busy working on that. Yeah. It's yeah. such a nice keepsake too, I think. Like it's not just for in the yeah. moment. It's essentially becomes that like baby book that yeah, you know, time to reflect. And I think yeah. as you go on too, you do forget those little things that you think you mm-hmm. like. I even remember like, oh, how big was I? Or how big was the baby measuring and things like that. When you see your first kick. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Got some beautiful newborn sleep tips in it as well. When you have popped some in there, yes. <laughs> oh, we'll pop your Mindful Mama links in our show notes and anyone that's interested can pop over to your page and, yeah, check them out. Amazing. Well, I think we should get into it because I know when we popped the question box up asking for topics, like we got a lot yes. of case study requests and that's why we've got you on today because, as I mentioned before, we worked with you when Hadley, your second daughter, was around six months and we got sort of into a bit of a rhythm, into a bit of long stretches of night sleep and just sort of what's realistic for a six-month-old fairly early on and then Cedar came around. And <laughs> And so the third child, the classic yeah. third child. It really is like that, isn't it? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Different ball game. Yeah. So I guess, as you know, like we are so much about nothing is a problem until it becomes a problem for you. Yes. So even as a good friend of yours who would see you day in, day out, and I knew where you were at with Cedar, 
I never felt it was my place to comment on or, you know, ask you to change anything. You know, you knew I was here. You knew we were here and you knew where to come when you were ready. And I think it's a really great sort of perspective to say, like, look, for me, hardly six months, I needed change. Leader, third shot, I was happy just to sort of work with it until I could. And even though she was probably waking more initially than what maybe Hadley was, you could get through it and you were able to sort of put up with it until you couldn't. Yeah. There's a bit of an aspect as well when you know it's your last child, you kind of want to hang to those special little feeds and you're kind of like, oh, I'll just do another month. I'll just do another month. And that's like, ah. (laughs) I know. And I think that thing too, like, you're more mindful of, you know, not everything lasts forever and it doesn't, but you also at the same point are, when is this going to end? You're waiting for it to end and to get better. And sometimes it just doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too with Theta, like just touching on what Beck said, like it is being the third as well. And like, you can probably relate to obviously Christy with Hattie, but I just found that I wanted to just kind of nurture it a little bit. And I found there's lot of pressure from society these days as well around you know nurturing them and holding them and sleeping with them and doing all those things and so you have all these external pressures and yeah probably didn't really listen to my gut as much as I should have and I know what I needed to do Mm -hmm. and I know it was in her best interest and my best interest to be sleeping yeah but I kind of felt a bit of guilt around you know a few things those external pressures you're talking about like yeah yeah, there's a lot of that I notice it does the rounds on socials Blink and you'll miss it. Like, you know, there's a lot of that. And it is just lovely, but yeah, just think that I hit rock bottom and it was a really dark time for me and I was okay until I wasn't. Yeah. When I hit rock bottom and then I really like, you know, you were so amazing in supporting me and really going through it all. And I realized afterwards that it didn't need to be like that. Yeah. You didn't need to be suffering through being miserable during the day from lack of sleep. I didn't need to be suffering through you know, trying to parent other children and run a business. And yeah, it was okay until it wasn't. And now I look back and I think, okay, it probably would have been easier to implement those things when I did with Hadley at six months. Yeah, There's such a vast contrast and I'm sure we'll touch on that, the difference between the ages. But yeah, I kind of, no regrets, but at the same time, like, I guess I'd tell other parents, like, you know, the earlier the better and just really trust your own instincts and your own gut and you know your child best. Don't listen to what everybody else has to say. If you feel like you need help, then get help. You know, we go to the doctor if we need help for things and sleep. There's no reason why you can't get help with sleep as well. And again, it's not just about weeding those night feeds out, even if you are doing it at an earlier stage. It's just trying to get those longer stretches of sleep so you can both feel good the next day. Exactly. Every 40 minutes waking up isn't normal. Yeah. I know people say, oh, maybe it's your baby's normal, but obviously there's reasons behind it and you explain it all so well, why they're waking and the routine and how during the day it can affect night. And within a couple of days, like you can just see that that's so true. Mm-hmm. I went to the doctor. I was like, is she okay? Like, can you check her ears? Can you check, you know, her adenoids and all of this? Because I know there can be reasons why they don't sleep. And I was thinking maybe it's the food she's eating or, and it wasn't. Yeah. It was simply just because everything wasn't matching up the routine in the day and also being really consistent as well. I remember having that call with you and you were like, look, I need to do this. I need help. I'm just going to go to the doctors. I think she's not well. And I, when you called me back and you said, nah, we've got the all clear. Ears are fine. Throat's fine. Chest's fine. Yeah. I was like, I knew so. <laughs> I knew. I just didn't want to be that person say, I told you so. I knew she needed. And you said, yep, yeah, me too. I needed that reassurance. 
was going to say it is good to get that stuff checked for mum though so you can go into it really yeah. comfortable and confident. Yeah. And she did. Yeah. She said, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm le- Yeah, I'm ready. And I think too, like with her, with Hadley, we're at home a lot and with Cedar, we travelled a lot. We went yeah. overseas to Europe. We're in the caravan a lot. So also I think we never had a lot of stability yeah. and time for that mm. kind of routine where I would always say after our next trip, like yeah. I'll just nurture her through this. Maybe it's because we're away. She's feeling, yeah. No, but in hindsight, if I'd done it when I did it with Hadley or even earlier, put those things in place, then probably the trips would have been yeah yeah and I remember like you obviously you like to go away in your caravan a lot yeah. degree, and I remember you saying oh we've got to be here like in four days we're going to be here in like eight and I was like no no not now not now <laughs> like let's just wait let's just wait yeah. and that's and sometimes that is it you've just got to ride it out and wait it out and then things you know weeks turn into months and yeah and as I said no regrets but I just Kind of, I can see now how important that routine is and the support and getting help. And yeah, oh, it's just invaluable. I just don't want anyone else to suffer through it. Just, just predictability, too. I think, like, yeah, with being third child, like, you sort of do need to have a bit of predictability with routine and things because you're constantly, you know, in and out and you can yeah. be so flexible with routine. Like, it's not a strict, rigid thing, but yeah, and they really do thrive on it. And I remember too, there was like a period where you were so worried as well because Cedar was getting really fussy with her food and you're like, yes, she doesn't want to eat, like she just wants, you know, some berries and some yogurt, like she just doesn't yeah. seem really that interested. Yes. And now she's like a little gobble dog. She loves food. <laughs> well, I know. And that helps. And I think that's because I was feeding her so much at night too. Yeah. She was getting her calories and then in the day she wasn't wanting to eat. And, you know, the doctor said, like, this isn't good for her. Like, don't get me wrong, breast milk's great, but this isn't good for her to just be solely at this age having mostly that. She needs to be having iron and different things. And I went, okay, so let's pull back on feeding at night. And yeah. now she's, you know, sleeps from 6.30 till 7. Yeah, and wake her. <laughs> wake her in the morning. I've had to wake her the last few mornings, like, literally like it's crazy now yeah she gets up and she has a bigger breakfast than me so and let's highlight too there was never a point like we never with all those feeds went cold turkey like for a period there we actually just worked on getting cedar to just self-settle at bedtime and that was it i remember you were still feeding to sleep for naps like i knew that was fine that was working well how old was she when she did this she's 19 months months. (laughs) you're like let me just check (laughs) i knew she was a toddler but i just wasn't yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so we just really, it was super gradual. And I remember even, I think, messaging you, Christy, and I was like, you're right, well, she's going to bed by herself, so I'll drop the feeds in the day, like, just hang on a minute, like, let's just take this long, like, how, but she's, like, nailing it. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it was just, I just can't believe, like, the small tweaks made such a difference, like, even just, like, Adam puts her to bed, and so I still give her a night feed, and she's nearly 19 months, but we do dinner, bath, and then I give her a feed not in her room, and then Adam does books and puts it down, and she's happy as Larry. And, yes, yeah, little tweaks like that, just that kind of association, I guess, negative sleep association, that was a negative one for us. It may work for other people. Yeah. And when we refer to something as negative sleep association, it's not that it's a negative thing. It just has that sort of, it has the opposite effect of what we would like on sleep. So, yeah. And if it works for you and I know you want to feed all night and your baby's happy and you're happy and that's something that works for you, amazing. Yeah. For me, it didn't. And I know lots of other parents that are struggling through it and it's just not worth it. Like, it's really not. Like, you're just not 
when it gets to the point that it's impacting you as a parent and also your child. Yeah. Yeah, like relationships and other children. Like I was waking up in the morning and I was so snappy at the other kid. Yeah. Because I was just, you know, running on empty. And that's not fair on the whole family. So I think that's something to always keep in mind too. Yeah. I think as well, touching back on the food, like I think that's one thing we really do notice with older babies, like post your 12 months, a lot of the time parents come to us and they're, you know, don't want to eat during the day. They're fussy eaters. They're not interested in solids. And it is, it's just that really vicious cycle that you get into because you go into the night thinking, Mm. well, you didn't eat very much today. You must be waking up hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really difficult to get out of that. So we do understand that, you know, that does play in your mind as well. Yeah. Which is why, yeah, it's so important to have that gradual approach. Like a lot of people will just automatically assume that, okay, I'm going to teach my baby to self-settle. That means I can't feed them overnight. And yeah, you honestly, you're not going to get anywhere by going in with that approach. And it's so great to yeah. see, especially toddlers coming out of a bit of sleep training, loving their food, you know, and what was once a massive yeah. stress point to a family is now, you know, it's still toddler eating is like <laughs> ups and downs. It's still tricky. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I've seen it on actually, Cedar's still fussy. And I really do put it down to the fact that she didn't want to eat for so and now she does wake up and have she likes what she likes so she'll wake up and have a big porridge and everything but then during the day she's super fussy in what she eats because she wasn't eating at all so a chicken yeah 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 she has her preferences she knows what she's a girl who knows what she likes definitely loves um (laughs) no i was gonna say yeah no i think that that's something that's caused a bit of an issue as well because for so long she didn't want the food and so Mm. i am seeing the ripple effects of the issues that we've had like it'll all come good it's fine but I can see now like light bulb moments like okay that's because of that and yeah we get it there are so many prams out there to choose from and it can feel so overwhelming to try and find the perfect one baby bee prams are Australian owned designed by parents for parents and have won a ton of awards for their incredible prams and unbeatable customer service Having won Pram of the Year for three years running, Baby Bee Prams are tried and tested so you can ease into parenthood with peace of mind. Head to babybeeonline.com now to find your perfect Pram. Now let's get back to the episode. I actually always think that like with some of my kids too, like I think it's funny, like you just sometimes go and this will probably end up being a whole other episode, but you sometimes think, oh, no, I don't think they'll like that. And you just don't offer it. And then it gets to the point that they've never been exposed to it. So they're like eight and you try and offer it to them. Like, well, no. you don't like it. So you don't buy it. So you don't. Yeah. Offer it. yeah. Oh. It's like tomatoes for me. <laughs> My kids are like, I hate them. Yeah. I'm like, that is fish. Mushrooms are the worst. <laughs> like, they think mushrooms are the devil. And I'm like, they are the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess now, looking yeah. back at the difference between a six month old settling. And we did a few different, like we did some settling at different times with Cedar from around that 12-month mark. We see the difference, but personally for you as the parent, what did you notice was the biggest difference in those ages? Oh my goodness, such a difference. So I guess the two main differences was that Hadley couldn't sit up. Yeah. Or stand up. Standing on the cot. Yeah. (laughs) When she was unsettled, she would just be on her back. Yeah. Like crying. Yeah. I guess. And then... 
Yeah, with Hadley, it would be standing up, shaking the cot, yelling at her. Yeah, which is always see that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the mum, 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 mum. Yeah, and just that they're more aware, I guess, socially. Um, Yeah, socially aware, and then during the day, you know, with a little baby that's overtired, there's, you know, a bit easier for them to have little naps here and there in the car. Yes, but when it's a toddler, the tiredness turns into Big emotions. Yeah. And it's hard too because you're like, oh, gosh, I can't really give you another nap now because I know you're not going to go down tonight. No. That juggling act. It is. Yeah. So I think there was a huge difference. Yeah. There's just that time. surge of determination from a toddler. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was terminal. And the cry is definitely different, like you were saying, like to yeah. a smaller baby. I found it harder to decipher between like, you know, that protesty like winding right, down. They just need yeah. to kind of self settle and they're just winding themselves down. And, you know, it's usually like a minute where they just kind of do that. And then, you know, that distress cry when obviously, like, you go straight in, you rush straight in. But when it's an older toddler, they're a little bit more vocal. So you're like, okay, you like, kind of like, <laughs> my eyes are genuinely, because I explain to you, I guess, on that side of it, you can explain and say, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, mum, it's just here. Like, it's time for sleep now. And, like, she understands. Whereas when they're a baby, they know. Mm. But it was definitely a lot easier early on. And Hadley is, like, the most incredible sleeper now. She still goes to bed at 6.20 every night and will sleep until you wake her most mornings, which is amazing. I do think that it was because I nipped it in the bud early. Yeah. Big difference, I think. It wasn't to say that it was way yeah, worse still very it's achievable easy, but yeah. it's just harder um on mum i it think as well you know. it's smaller yeah. steps baby steps it's you want to do it a lot more yeah gentle yeah and i think too another thing is that it's just those associations are more entrenched so they've yeah and over a longer period of time they've only known that for a certain period of time whereas say, six months they've only known it for six months and yeah and you don't have those associations really quite as strongly whereas mm-hmm. you know Bag, she said it's still achievable, definitely achievable. It's more just you need to gently kind of change. Yeah. yeah. Like we just gently put place changes in place. I so followed your routine guide really strictly, like the meals and just to create some kind of normalcy each day. And I found, I know a lot of people don't have partner support, but I found that Adam, I made sure he was home for bath and bed, especially in those early mm. weeks, just so he could do the bath and bed. Yeah. So he kind of. Just by you following like a bit of a consistent routine, even with the assisted naps for a while. And that's what I remember saying too. I was like, look, yeah. she's really overtired, Jules. We just need to get on top of this sleep depth for a little bit. Yes. Just feed her, rock her, have those naps in the car. Whatever you've got to do for like a couple of days, let's just get on top of that. But try to stick to the times in the sleep guide if you can for the naps. Yeah. And that would ensure that, you know, when we were going to start our saddling at bedtime, we knew that she had had good naps, they were age-appropriate, the awake windows were age-appropriate. Well, she was ready for sleep. And when you go to change up settling, if they're not sort of ready because they're overtired or that awake window is blown out, that's where you're going to get a really tricky settle. Even if you are trying to assist them with a feed or a rock or you get the arching back and they just can't sort of, you know, so it just... Even following a routine whilst you're looking at changing things can absolutely do wonders. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just being really strict on that routine, but also knowing that it does take a little while, like, you know, a couple of weeks to kind of transition and get it done. And I think 
not losing motivation too, like knowing that the end result's going to be so worth it, that you've just got to really stick to it and just gradually change things mm. at this age in particular, like being really gradual, like Christy said, like still assist during the day. Like night at a night. Time. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, yeah, just a gradual thing. And it is all trial and error, but that's exhausting, but it is worth it. And yeah. I think the nighttime results you do see pretty quickly, even when you just moving slowly away from the actual fully assisting them right to sleep and starting more yes. going into the cot and helping hands on that way. You automatically start yes. to see longer stretches just there, even when you're still involved oh. in the settle. Getting through yeah. to like 11.30 midnight. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mum's not in the room anymore and I'm going to sleep. It's like Yes, you can still be there and get that lead up good and settle them in the cot, you know, with a bit of help. And then you're not going to yeah. see those 45 hourly wakes, you know. Yeah. 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 And that it was well, like 9, 9.30 every night. That was that the first start wake. And I was like, and Christy's like, oh, is it around 9.30? Like, yes. And I was, she's like, well, that kind of helped us to realize well, it was definitely just because things weren't really mm. thinking up. Mm. Not the routine. And then, like, as we said, I remember you, Jules, saying, look, We've got that big stretch of sleep before bed. She's not waking till like 11.30 midnight. I'm happy yeah. just to do this feed for the time being and just, you know, keep it as is because we've got a few things coming up. We've got to go away and whatnot. So I'll just keep it as is. And you had those sort of one to two feeds for a while and then you're like... And that was probably magical, Jules, at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it was. It was quiet. I was like, oh, the magic is 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a couple of times where she slept till like two or something and I said to Christy, like, message her, like... Oh my god! Like she slept till two or three or whatever it was. You're like, it's like, oh, great. And I was like, hang on a minute. If she can do that, like, why not? Let's make this a fitty. <laughs> like, the message was actually, my boobs, my boobs. Fitty, like, yeah, yeah. She did that on her own after a few nights, and then we just went yeah. there when you were ready and you had the time to sort of work on pushing that one out, that last remaining one. It went, and yeah, yeah, your own. She knows she's safe. She knows she's like, I know she's warm. I know she's full. Like, I make sure I do all my you know, internal checklist because obviously I'm an anxious person. So at night I'm like, okay, you've had your warm bath, you've got cream on, you're warm enough, like what's the temperature, check the tog guide, like all of that. And I know, okay, you're fine. So if she does wake in the night, you know, for whatever reason, she knows she's okay. So she will have a grizzle, she'll have a roll around, she'll find her teddy, she'll snuggle in and she'll go back to sleep. And I know that I can just leave her to kind of Mm. do that on her own. And my two-year-old still does that too some nights. And for whatever reason, you know, they wake up, they have a bit of a grizzle. Yeah, we're all human. Yeah, I I know and I'm confident in myself. He's good. He knows where he is and he's comfortable in there and he goes back to sleep. So Yeah, eventually they just kind of grizzle and go back to sleep. And, yeah, I think before I was kind of rushing in, I think too, because I was worried about her, like why was she waking? But also, you know, it's just easier to get up and mm-hmm. feed her and put her back down. But that everyone made sleep quickly. Yeah, exactly. And she'd go back to sleep and within 10, 15 minutes she was back down. But then the problem was she was doing that every few hours. Whereas now she settles on her own and yeah. And, and I think the difference as well is that you do know when something might be off and you do need to go in and you know, do a reassurance, yeah. but you just learn to know, okay, right. you know, it's been however long they're not settling. I'm going to go and see if they've got a temperature yeah. or they've wet through or whatever it is. So exactly. they definitely still you know. let you know and they won't go back to sleep if there is a problem. Yeah. yeah. I remember the turning point for you, Jules, one morning you sent a message and you're like, last night was 12 times. 
and we hadn't slept. Like literally, I had the expo actually for your mindful mama, went to Sydney for the expo and we had this massive day ahead and we were away from home. I know but even like Adam didn't sleep all night either. We had her in the room and I was literally like never had such bad thoughts. I was just like, I'm going to just want to get in the car and drive and not come back. And yeah. I never had those thoughts and I was in a really bad place. And you said you physically like just felt so depleted in terms of like, oh. you didn't even have the strength to go and get her out of court. You're like, Adam, I need yeah. to pick her up. I have no energy. Up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I was actually really scary. I was having really bad thoughts and I was like, really happy in my life and you know nothing like that but it was just a moment and it's probably triggering for some and I've got goosebumps too like it was really bad I couldn't lift her up and I said I can't even pick her up I can't look at her mm. I can't be around her I'm angry mm. at her like it's yeah. really bad and I thought okay this is not okay like this is not normal like for her and for me like my mental health and I just broke my heart to think, like, what if other people are suffering too? No. I remember being like that with Elkie one day. Mitch got home and I just said, just take the baby. I just need to get it out. Just take the baby, please. Yeah. Like, I can't be yeah. around her right now. And that was like an yeah. awful thing to say about your child. You're no. like a helpless baby. But at the time, it was just a lot. And I, yeah, and I just needed to get out of that house. Yeah. That was me and I just felt like, oh, my God, I can't be her mum anymore. Like, this is terrible. Like, I can't do it. And and then that was it. I messaged you and I was like, yeah, you're on your way home. I things in place slowly, but I just was like, I said to Adam, we're doing it and it's not good for her anymore. It's not good for me. Like, I'm not in a good place. Yeah. And literally, I think it was what, within two days, yep. our life had completely turned around. Yeah. And then gradually over like, you know, a week or so, she was sleeping through, but it had changed so much. And the fact that she was having proper sleeps in the day and she was going to bed okay. And we got those feeds down to like, you know, one or two. But yeah. Oh, and I think that's what upsets me too. Like, seeing on social media, like, if it's working for you, like I said before, it's great. Yeah. But pressure on mums to kind of do all mm. this like nurturing gentle parenting and all the hate groups <laughs> yeah and you get so much hate if you sleep train and how awful if your baby's left to cry and it's just not like that it's really not and if you need help like yeah I'm just yeah I don't think any and you're you're it's all right I'm just really grateful that we're, we're so happy that you're in a better place yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. No, th- there can't be anything worse than what you're doing in s- mm-hmm. in terms of sleep and settling if you don't have your yeah. mum, you know, like the mother there feeling good in a good yeah. sort of state. Exactly. Um, it's important. Our mental health is so, so And we go through so much like day to day with other children and work and this and that. Like we are juggling all the balls as mums. Like, all the and sometimes we just have to take the pressure off ourselves and just, you know, get the help. And we do kind of see at the moment, you know, society kind of treating sleep like a luxury. And that's why we are so passionate because we know it is a pillar of our sort of health. Yes. And without it yeah. long term, really? it's not good. So, yeah. Yeah. For you all, baby. It's no, and that's the thing. Like, it wasn't fair on her either. Like, she wasn't eating during the day. And yeah, she wasn't happy. So it's not just the about us pushing through. It's about doing what's right for them as well. Yeah. And you thought what you were doing was the right thing, but it was not yeah. not resulting. It yeah. Not for us. Not for our family. Like, and it wasn't for her. Like, so she's asleep right now. I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's just like struggled up with her bum. And you said, Christy, like, is one o'clock good? Like, if she wakes, don't worry. I'm like, oh, no, she doesn't. And if she does, she literally sits up 
bumps around and then lays back down again. Yeah, so and she's happy in there. Like, she's happy in her cot. Yeah, no, she's great. And whereas before, I'd always be on eggshells and mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, one of the biggest things that comes into our inbox and DMs all the time is, have I left it too late? And this is like the perfect example. It's never too late. Um, There are services, even we work up to the age of five, even outside of that scope, like you can always get answers and, you know, improvements, put plans in place. It's never too late. No, never. And sometimes for some families, it's just about tweaking a few small things. You probably see it all the time. You probably have clients that come in and you're like, okay, wow, three days later, a massive difference. Others obviously can take longer, but you never know what your child really needs depending on what you're doing at home and what's Mm -hmm. working. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Oh, well, we're so glad you're getting sleep. Yeah. And look, I have witnessed her being popped into her caravan bunk, back, and she just... Yeah, she just got off to sleep. I know I was worried about that. I thought, oh, we're at home and then we're in this foreign place. And no, now, like, she's fine. Like, when we go away in the port cot I'm not anxious anymore. I know that she'll still self-settle and go happily in there as well. So, Yay. Yeah, we've just got our life back a little bit, which is really nice. Amazing. Oh, my baby, I still like, you know, snuggle her up like my little baby. Nothing's changed there. I don't feel like I've wished that away. We're going to have to get her out of the arms out, swaddle soon, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she's still good. <laughs> that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just not 19 months and arms down swaddled. <laughs> Put her to sleep when I'm back, but she rolls for herself. But yeah, no, it's life changing. Did you have anyone else in your circle sort of encouraging you to make some changes or you holding back, waiting for a certain point? Like, you know, you got to that breaking point that you just spoke about, but was there any other times that you sort of thought about making changes, but then sort of decided not to or... Yeah, definitely. My friend, like my close friend who's got a baby the same age as Cedar, like her son was doing really well. Like she was kind of had everything in place and he was sleeping well. So we'd always chat in the morning. She's like, how'd you go last night? I'm like, terrible. How'd he go? She's like, I don't want to tell you. And I was like, so I always saw that and I was like, well, I know she can do it if she can do it. But she was always really great. Like, you know, maybe try this, do this. And like, we're both following like the routine and doing everything. And I think it was just the guilt around being mm-hmm. like, what? I think that for me was just what kind of kept putting it off. And like I did do it, like I worked with you before and it did work and it was going well, then we went away and I was a little bit relaxed about naps and having her in the carrier all the time and it just kind of lopsided. Which you have to do when you're on holidays, you've just literally got to do what you got to do. And that's it. Like it's just one of those things. But yeah, no, it was really good to have the support around me. And You had the tools, you knew what you had to do, you just had to be ready. You had to get that time and go, okay, yep. This is us now. I know. And Adam was really supportive the whole time. Like he was the one pushing for us to like do the training and be more strict with it. I think I was just in this state of survival and I think, you know, just launching my own business and being, I was just like, you know what, it's almost too hard to do that right now. Yeah, you had a lot going. In my head I was, even though it was quick with Hadley because she was so little, I probably had it in my head that it would be harder and like tougher on Cedar Hmm. to do it. And it wasn't. But in my mind, I was like, oh, it's just easier to get up and feed her so I can get on with my day tomorrow and just get on with mm. it. But 
realistically, it actually wasn't as hard as I thought it would be with an older child. And a lot of mums struggle with that feeling. They feel selfish for wanting to move away from feeds <laughs> and prioritise yep. both bub and mum's sleep. Yeah, I so do. that's a very normal sort of feeling to come up as well. I think once you move past that, you see the benefits of prioritising your yes. sleep and actually it's like the most, well, I find it to be not selfish at all because it, it makes your family yeah. unit sort of blossom and, oh. yeah. It's changed, like, the dynamics so, so much. Yeah. It's just... You're having more holidays than ever. Like, you can still have that flexibility. Oh, 100%. Just because you choose to prioritise that sleep doesn't mean you have to stop your feeding either. Like your feeding journey's still going. You know, more excited about it, like going away and doing things now. Yeah. I know like it's not going to be super stressful and that she's, you know, going to be okay and content because she'll have her sleep cute, like her sleeping bag and her bunny and she'll have her things from. And I think as well, like it, it actually brings back that really nice feelings of breastfeeding because I think when you get to that point yeah. of like, oh, you know, she needs to feed again and you start to resent that feed. Not as tight now. It's like yeah. you, you can look forward to the feeds again and like really mm. yeah enjoy it again, whereas it's not like this pressure of I have to do this. It's like because you, yeah. No, and it doesn't have to be kind of cold turkey. Like in my hand, like I was like, oh, maybe I just need to stop breastfeeding. Like in my head, I thought that, like maybe if I just stop that, then, and, you know, Christy was saying, like, it doesn't have, no, you don't have to do that. Like, I was like maybe I just stop. And Christy was like, no, not at all. Like once you get sorted, like you'll still be able to do it and it won't affect sleep at all. And it doesn't. Like we do morning and mm. we do not. And yeah, it doesn't affect her sleep at all. So that was really nice to know that I didn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. Don't have to choose. That's in our intro. No. We say you I didn't have a good sleep ride. <laughs> Yeah. Still be a loving parent. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I know, and I know that. And yeah, I guess it just took me a little while this time to kind of get my head around it all. But I'm just, yeah, really glad that we did it. And yeah, it is possible with the toddler, the crazy toddler. I am living proof. Never. Never too late. Thank you so much. We are so glad that you are getting sleep and we are so thankful that you've popped on today. It is school holidays. I know you've got three kids at home, so I'm very grateful. Also so proud for you asking for help, you know, because that's really tough in that situation and so well done to you for that as well. That's often the hardest thing is just surrendering and saying, yep, I need it. Absolutely. Can't do this on my own. You're not meant to do it on your own, that's for sure. No, and that's it. And sometimes your village, everyone says, oh, you need to have your village around you. And, you know, not everyone has a village. Not everyone has family or parents or anyone that can be around them. So sometimes your village is people that you need to reach out to for help, whether it be sleep or, you know, any kind of professional can sometimes be your village as well to help support you and give you advice. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'd love you to have you girls. Well, thanks for sharing your story, Jules. Yes. And sorry. Sorry you made you cry. <laughs> Sometimes you feel better when you cry, though, I think. I know. I feel good now. I'll be good for the rest of the day. It's just a reflection. You look back and you look how far we have come. And also, though, I think yeah. a lot of other people will be crying listening to that because they've been there and they know. And it's, yeah, yeah it's, yes, right. Like, yeah, it's really oh, difficult. Just know what like motherhood is saying. <laughs> I know. I've, well, yeah, I've, got a, I've got a influenza in my house. I've got croup. I've got a head cold. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's all heartbearing. It comes to me. <laughs> oh, glory. So I think that'll think to 
Run and hide with joyful. Well, on that note, I better run as well because I've got three kids to run snacks at my door. So, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will pop Jules's amazing planner links in our show notes. But yes, go and get your little ones into their sleeping bags and watch some Netflix and chill. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod. We hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey. Please remember, nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family. If you've enjoyed our company today, we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review or maybe even both. But if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night. <laughs>